the International Society for Physical Activity and Health's eight investments that work for physical activity. This is an audiobook version. The full document can be found in written format at www.ispah.org forward slash resources. Eight investments that work for physical activity. The International Society for Physical Activity and Health, ISPA, has provided this document as an overview of best evidence which can be used to advocate, inform and lead physical activity policy and discussion. A call to action for everyone, everywhere, including professionals, academics, civil society and decision makers to embed physical activity in national and subnational policies. Physical activity is a powerful investment for better health and a sustainable and productive world. Physical activity is an encompassing term for human movement in homes, villages, schools, cities, organisations and communities and undertaken for many reasons. It is inclusive of both incidental and deliberate bodily movement at work or home, while traveling or for leisure. More than 1.4 billion adults globally do not achieve minimum recommended levels of physical activity and are therefore at increased risk of non-communicable diseases, NCDs. Conservatively, physical inactivity costs the global economy an estimated 68 billion US dollars yearly. Current physical activity prevalence prevents 3.9 million deaths per year globally. Conversely, insufficient physical activity is responsible for more than 5 million annual preventable deaths. Physical inactivity is related directly and indirectly to other leading risk factors for non-communicable diseases, such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol and high glucose levels, and to the recent striking increases in childhood and adult obesity. Not only in high income countries, but also in many low and middle income countries. Nearly 80% of non-communicable disease deaths, 28 million, occur in low middle income countries, indicating a large potential for preventative interventions in low middle income country settings. In addition to the physical health benefits, physical activity can enhance mental and social health and well-being, as well as provide cognitive health benefits all at individual and community levels. One in four adults and four in five adolescents are insufficiently physically active globally. As a public health issue, the current level of physical inactivity has been characterized as a global pandemic. System-based approaches are required to increase physical activity. A systems-based approach unites the expertise and enthusiasm from across all components of the system, from individual and community, societal and political layers to develop a shared understanding about the complexity of a problem, physical inactivity. It maps key players and identifies points to disrupt the system. The system will include people, communities, organizations, resources, knowledge, money, time, physical and social environments, built infrastructure and the economy, moreover. The critical aspect of a systems-based approach 
is not expecting interventions to work in isolation and moving away from this somewhat traditional approach. Instead, we must understand the way systems work in context, how the system responds and how public health approaches could adapt according to the needs of the system. In bringing together a collection of stakeholders locally, nationally or internationally to understand the root causes of physical inactivity, systems-based approaches enable each stakeholder to see where they fit in within the bigger picture. Wider stakeholders who may not previously have engaged in the physical activity agenda can see how their work contributes both to the problem and conversely to the solution. This document can be a platform to identify and reach out to key stakeholders to commence physical activity conversations. Communities have a key role to play within a systems-based approach. They can mobilize local community assets foster engagement from local residents and provide real life insights about the reality of the problem. Several factors are required to support the adoption of a systems-based approach with community involvement. The first is identifying and obtaining the support of people who shape the system, be that government officials or influential local residents. The second is allowing time to build or strengthen relationships, to develop trust between partners, and to ensure there is a capacity and capability within the system for change. Finally, to ensure the sustainability of the approach, appropriate governance is needed, and moreover, the alignment of several agendas will enable cross-sectorial stakeholders to benefit from their engagement. A systems-based approach to increasing population levels of physical activity will include commitment to number one, national policy, number two, local policies and regulations, number three, accessible programs across the life course. Number four, supportive environments. And finally, number five, partnerships across sectors and with communities. In addition, system supports are required to ensure a robust implementation of policy. These include, number one, national physical activity guidelines or adoption or adaptation of global guidelines. Number two, investment in strong institutions to lead the physical activity agenda. Number three, support for physical activity monitoring, surveillance and research. Number four, investment in advancing competencies in the physical activity workforce and number five ensuring sustainable financing for policy implementation at scale these considerations provide important systems support for policy and for these is part eight best investments Physical activity helps to create a better and sustainable world for everyone. The benefits of physical activity extend beyond health and contribute directly to achieving many of the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, including reduced use of fossil fuels, reduced air pollution, 
less congested and safer roads, reduced inequalities, increased gender equality, sustainability of cities and increased industry productivity. In its Bangkok Declaration of 2016, the International Society for Physical Activity and Health, ISPA, recognised the many cross-sector benefits of physical activity and its contribution to achieving many of the SDGs. The contribution of physical activity to the SDGs is further acknowledged in the World Health Organization's Global Action Plan on Physical Activity 2018 to 2030, known as the GAPA. Health inequities are differences in health status between population groups that are socially produced and systematic in their unequal distribution across the population. In keeping with the Sustainable Development Goals, physical activity can be a powerful tool for promoting equity. This can be realised through a delivery of transport infrastructure that favours walking and cycling, ensuring accessibility to the community services and facilities for older adults and people with disabilities, delivery of robust physical education for all girls and boys, as well as accessible and affordable access to sports and recreation services for people of all ages. Building on the World Health Organization's Global Action Plan for Physical Activity 2018 to 2030. Endorsed by the World Health Assembly in May 2018 and launched in June of the same year, the GAPA sets targets for all countries to reduce physical inactivity by 10% by 2025 and 15% by 2030. The GAPA outlines four strategic objectives and 20 policy actions. The four strategic objectives are one, active societies, social norms and attitudes, two, active environments, spaces and places, three, active people, programs and opportunities, number four, active systems, governance and policy enablers. The Toronto Charter for Physical Activity was a landmark document outlining the direct health and co-benefits of investing in policies and programmes to increase physical activity. Building on this, the accompanying investments that work for physical activity provided guidance on evidence-informed investments to increase physical activity. The 2020 update to investments that work for physical activity builds on the physical activity strategies of the 2011 version and, when used in conjunction with the GAPA, will assist professionals, planners, practitioners, policymakers, and member states to respond to the current pandemic of physical inactivity. There is no single solution. Physical inactivity is a complex public health issue with multiple interacting influences. It has been said for every complex problem, there is an answer that is clear, simple and wrong. Searching for a single solution to increasing physical activity may have hampered progress in this field by encouraging focus on simple, often short-term, individual-led health outcomes, rather than complex, multiple, upstream population-level actions and outcomes. 
In many ways, a systems-based approach builds on previous uses of a socio-ecological model that placed the drivers of physical activity in their social and environmental context. A systems-based approach adds the dynamic connections between the factors that collectively form the system and considers how stakeholders interact with the factors. A systems-based approach can help make sense of what otherwise might be perceived as diverse and chaotic relations between large numbers of factors and their physical, commercial, socio-cultural and political contexts. Effective approaches to tackling inactivity will first require multiple concurrent policies, strategies and actions to be implemented across settings and sectors. To support countries, states, cities, towns and villages ready to respond, ISPA outlines eight best investments for physical activity, which are supported by good evidence of effectiveness and have worldwide applicability. The updated ISPAR 8 investments below can be readily mapped against the framework for action in the World Health Organization's GAPA and its four strategic objectives. ISPAR's first investment is entitled Whole of School Programmes. A whole-of-school approach to physical activity involves prioritising regular, high-quality physical education classes, providing suitable physical environments and resources to support structured and unstructured physical activity throughout the day, and recreation before, during and after school, supporting active travel to school programmes and enabling these actions through supportive school policies and by engaging staff, students, parents and the wider community. A whole of school approach can provide maximal opportunities for school-based physical activity participation, particularly given that children spend more time in schools than any other venue away from home. In addition, Schools provide access to a wide range of children from across the population, regardless of social background and over a continuous period of time. While there is a growing evidence base that supports the efficacy of individual components of whole of school programmes, physical education programmes, active classrooms, after-school physical activity and recess, their effectiveness have more often than not been examined in isolation and there is a lack of evidence investigating the implementation of comprehensive whole-of-school programmes at multiple levels and with different stakeholders. However, Multi-component school physical activity programmes, which combine several physical activity opportunities across the school, have been most consistently successful in increasing students' physical activity and have been demonstrated to be sustained in the long term. One of the most well-known and successful multi-component programmes is Finland's Schools on the Move. Research on the programme has demonstrated increased physical activity during recess and throughout the school day. More recess time spent outdoors, more active commuting to school during winter and greater student involvement in the planning of school activities. The GAPA states the need to strengthen the implementation of whole of school programmes and expand, extend and enhance whole of school components to improve students' physical activity opportunities. Policies and systems 
need to be developed to support the implementation of high quality programmes to increase the likelihood that whole of school programmes are effective at changing overall physical activity in children and young people. ISPA's second investment is entitled Active Travel. Travel is integral to everyone's daily lives, whether it is moving between home and work, meeting friends and peers, to do the shopping or for many other reasons. Often transport is a necessary and utilitarian activity that cannot be avoided and is a social determinant of health. Because travel takes up a relatively large proportion of people's daily time, integrating more physical activity into transportation is a practical and sustainable way to increase daily physical activity. Shorter, less than five kilometers car trips can often be replaced by bicycling if safe and well-connected infrastructures for cycling are available. Improving public transportation will lead to more people walking or cycling to and from stops or stations, which adds a significant amount of physical activity to people's daily life. Increasing active transportation will provide many co-benefits, such as improved air quality, reduced traffic congestion, and reduced carbon dioxide emissions. Designing cities so they support walking, cycling and public transportation instead of driving requires a considerable change in thinking in many countries where cities have been and still are designed in a car-centric way. In 2016, The Lancet published a series of three papers in which the links between urban design, transport and health were explored. In the first series paper, eight integrated regional and local urban design interventions were identified that when combined, encouraged walking, cycling and public transport use while reducing private motor vehicle use. These eight interventions were destination accessibility, equitable distribution of employment across cities, managing demand by reducing the availability and increasing the cost of parking, designing pedestrian friendly and cycling friendly movement networks, and achieving optimum levels of residential density, reducing distance to public transport and enhancing the desirability of active travel modes. Several cities around the world are actively working towards increasing walking, cycling and public transportation. In Melbourne, Australia, Plan Melbourne 2017 to 2050 is guided by a principle of 20-minute neighbourhoods. The 20-minute neighbourhood is all about living locally, giving people the ability to meet most of their daily needs within a 20-minute walk from home with safe cycling and local transport options. In Paris, France, Mayor Anne Hidalgo advocates for a 15-minute city and many investments in cycling infrastructure over the past few years have seen the share of cyclists rise by 54%. In Ghent, Belgium, a 25% increase in cycling was reported in the first year of implementing its new traffic plan. Large increases in funding for walking and cycling have also been announced in Ireland and the United Kingdom. 
This past third investment is entitled Active Urban Design. Since 2007, the majority of the world's population live in cities. This is projected to grow to 68% in 2050. The way cities are built and designed impacts many of our conscious and unconscious behavioural choices. An international study of physical activity in 14 cities around the world showed that adults who lived in the most activity-friendly neighbourhoods engaged in 68 to 89 minutes more physical activity per week than those living in the least activity-friendly neighbourhoods. Across the 14 very different cities on five continents, residents living in neighbourhoods with a higher residential density, a more connected street network, a good public transportation network and more parks were more active than residents living in other neighbourhoods. These built environment elements most likely affect two types of physical activity behaviour. The availability of opportunities for recreational activity, such as parks and urban green spaces, influences recreational physical activity. Whereas more destinations, shorter distances, and a better walking, cycling, and public transportation infrastructure influence transport-related physical activity. A paper in the Lancet series on urban design, transport and health recommends cities to actively pursue compact and mixed use urban designs that encourage a transport modal shift away from private motor vehicles towards walking, cycling and public transport. In another paper in the same series, using a health impact assessment framework, the population health effects of land use changes were modelled to reflect a compact city, which resulted in health gains. The conclusion of the Lancet series highlighted built environment attributes that will increase physical activity while simultaneously providing many additional health and environmental benefits. These included creating compact cities that locate shops, schools and other services, parks and recreational facilities, as well as jobs near homes, providing highly connected street networks that make it easy for people to walk and cycle to their destinations. Number four in ISPAR's eight investments is entitled healthcare. Healthcare professionals come into contact with large proportions of the population and frequently interact with people with chronic disease such as diabetes or risk factors for cardiovascular disease such as hypertension. Besides the extensive population reach of healthcare professionals, they are widely respected and trusted, meaning they have considerable potential to influence public and individual opinion. Evidence indicates that primary care-based interventions, either targeting physical activity alone or combined with interventions for other modifiable risk factors such as tobacco use, the harmful use of alcohol and unhealthy diets are effective and most are also cost effective. There is particularly strong evidence providing brief advice and for signposting or referral of patients to physical activity opportunities within the community. Interventions are most effective when inactive individuals with the greatest readiness to change are identified. Simple and realistic advice is given 
and behavioral and cognitive approaches are used to facilitate the adoption and maintenance of physical activity. At Gapper states, the need to strengthen pre and in-service training of health professionals, including doctors, nurses, and other allied health professionals to increase knowledge and skills. Health professionals should be competent to undertake assessment and provide brief advice and or counseling on physical activity in routine practice. It is also important that health professionals are aware of appropriate opportunities so they can advise patients on how to increase their activity levels. Physical activity promotion in healthcare should focus on both primary and secondary prevention. Given there is a strong evidence on the benefits of physical activity for both prevention and disease management. Policies and systems need to be developed to support the integration of physical activity into routine care, including financing of clinical preventative services and dissemination of tools for assessing, advising and following up patients. Number five in ISPAR's eight investments is entitled Public Education, Including Mass Media. Public education can involve print, audio and electronic media, digital and social media, outdoor billboards and posters, public relations, point of decision prompts and mass distribution of information. Mass media provides an effective way to transmit consistent and clear messages about physical activity to large populations. In most countries, physical activity promotion is absent from mass media. Both paid and non-paid forms of media can raise awareness of health benefits in form about targets and activity guidelines, raise motivation to be active and to stay active, raise self-efficacy to be active and impact attitudes, beliefs, and intentions. Media can also increase awareness of opportunities and ways to be active, stimulate increases in help-seeking behaviours, interaction on social media and platforms or helplines, and contribute to building cultural norms that are favourable to physical activity. Best practice communication campaigns and community campaigns to enhance awareness and understanding are identified in the GAPA. In recent years, there has been a rapid expansion of new media, including social and digital media and other uses of handheld devices, wearable devices, and the internet. These new media provide important contemporary opportunities to reach mass audiences in cost-effective ways. These communications are often interactive, two-way or a group. They may be linked to specific programs. They can be tailored to demographic segments, linked to handheld or wearable devices and can respond to objective and personalised data inputs in individually tailored ways. Some internet-based interventions have reported significant increases in physical activity. A review of the evidence for physical activity communications has shown, number one, physical activity messages should be framed positively and highlight short-term outcomes specifically relating to social and mental health. Number two, message content should be tailored or targeted to the intended recipients. Number three, when developing messages, formative research 
psychological theory and or social marketing principles should be used. A 2019 review of reviews reported that mass media was found to increase knowledge, awareness and intention for physical activity, but impact on physical activity behaviour was mixed. Public education and communication on its own will likely have a limited effect on behaviour, emphasising the importance of a systems-based approach. However, when complemented by health promotion activities, such as the provision of programme opportunities and infrastructure supports, this will enhance outcomes. Consistent with systems-based approach, public education as part of a combination of approaches, such as community-based events and community engagement, adequately funded, based on sound theory and sustained over time, are recommended as most effective in achieving positive impacts. Number six of ISPAR's eight investments is entitled Sport and Recreation for All. Playing and engaging in sport is popular worldwide and for many holds significant cultural meaning. Shifting trends in global participation have resulted in stagnant and declining levels of participation in organised sport. Instead, individuals are frequently choosing informal social sport and recreation opportunities. Political and strategic directions globally have acknowledged the breadth and depth of positive population outcomes associated with engagement and participation at all levels of sport and recreation, including active participation and volunteering throughout the life course. Specifically, sport and recreation, including sport for development, has been linked to eight of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals with a direct links to health, social, economic development, peace and sustainability agendas. Creating positive attitudes and fostering sport and recreation as a social norm can be achieved through mass sport and recreation events that engage whole communities, as well as mass communication campaigns that focus on the co-benefits of participation. Enhancing the visibility of elite sports people can create positive role models, inspiring participation in sport and recreation. Legacy plans for sport and recreation should be embedded within wider legacy efforts that run alongside the hosting of major events. People need places and spaces for sport and recreation. Opportunities for partnering with stakeholders responsible for urban planning and land use policy should be enacted to ensure equitable access to sport and recreation facilities and amenities. Sport and recreation opportunities must target audiences where the need may be greatest or participation rates may be lower including women and girls, people with disabilities, older adults, and culturally linguistic and diverse groups, as well as fostering positive experiences to retain existing and returning participants. High quality delivery can be achieved by the diversification of the sporting workforce and enhancing the capability and capacity of delivery organisations. Number seven of ISPAR's investments is entitled Workplaces. Previously, many occupational tasks required employees to be physically active. However, this has decreased with the automation and the computerization of many work-related tasks, resulting in an overall decrease in habitual levels of physical activity. 
The workplace is one of the most opportune settings for health promotion, as most adults spend at least one third of their day at work. The investment in physical activity based interventions in the workplace is a priority, as well as a strategic business enhancement opportunity. Workplace based physical activity interventions can provide numerous physical, mental and social health benefits, as well as reduced absenteeism and burnout among employees. As such, the GAP states the need to enhance provision of and opportunities for physical activity programmes and promotion in the workplace environments that facilitate people of all abilities to be physically active. Workplace policies that are developed and tailored for various sectors should encourage and promote physical activity for all employees and promote a culture of health. Policies and programmes might relate to designing workplace environments that promote incidental physical activity, supporting active commuting, physically active social activities, educational events to inform employees on the benefits of physical activity, encouraging an active working culture, for example, walking meetings, and providing employees with paid time for exercise and for flexible time for physical activity. Interventions that include wearable devices, mobile phone apps and web-based initiatives are also encouraged. Importantly, information related to the policies should be disseminated and implemented with all employees. The World Health Organization's Healthy Workplace Model encourages a holistic approach to implementing physical activity in the workplace. The first step is to mobilize employers and employees and conduct a needs analysis. Establishing a healthy workplace committee and champions, including a range of stakeholders, is part of the second step. Wellness ambassadors or health champions is an effective strategy to engage hard to reach workers, such as shift workers or those located in regional offices and to encourage employee uptake. After assessing health status and lifestyle behaviors and other outcomes of interest, such as sick leave, the committee should prioritize the focus area for interventions. Implementing the interventions must include evaluation. The most successful interventions are based in workplaces that have embedded a culture of wellness. Workplaces should ensure that their initiatives are supported by solid strategic plans with measurable goals. The following six strategies increase the likelihood of effective and sustained physical activity initiatives in the workplace. Number one, active leadership, support and commitment. Number two, participation by stakeholders in the organization, including employees and labor unions. Number three, policies. Number four, supportive built and social environments. Number five, comprehensive multi-component and collaborative initiatives. Number six, data-driven change to inform ongoing and future initiatives. Number eight in ISPAR's eight investments is entitled Community-Wide Programs. Community-wide programs offer more than one approach to tackle physical inactivity for a population as they operate at a series of levels to impact on behaviour. 
These levels reflect systems-based approaches and look to change policies. For example, to improve the built environment and provide programs. Effective components of community-wide programs include a mix of mass media and settings-based programs. For example, healthcare or schools. These combinations of policy, environment and programs are more effective to increase population levels of physical activity as they target different types of physical activities, work, active travel and recreation. Baker et al suggested that examples of community-wide programs include a mix of social marketing through local mass media, television, radio and newspapers. Other communication strategies, posters, flyers, information booklets, websites, maps, to raise awareness of physical activity opportunities and provide specific information to individuals in a community. Individual counselling by health professionals, both publicly and privately funded, and referral to local physical activity opportunities. Working with voluntary government and non-government organisations, including sporting clubs, to encourage participation in walking, other activities and events. Working within specific settings, such as schools, workplaces, aged care centres, community centres, homeless shelters and shopping malls. This may include settings that provide an opportunity to reach disadvantaged persons. Environmental change strategies, such as creation of walking trails and infrastructure with legislative, fiscal or policy requirements and planning for the broader population. Evidence shows that positive impacts of community-wide programmes for increasing physical activity particularly levels of walking and active transport. There is also evidence from mass media and environmental infrastructure or community events and environmental change approaches. Built environment infrastructure alongside media campaigns have been shown to increase active travel physical activity. One community-wide intervention incorporating focused promotion strategies was effective at increasing population level physical activity when sustained for several years. Community approaches have been very popular in Latin American countries with networks to encourage their adoption, adaption and scaling up underway. Using technology and social media has also added to the reach of these programmes. Other complementary documents. This part of eight investments that work for physical activity is updated from the 2011 ISPAR document, Investments that Work for Physical Activity, this document complements other ISPAR policy documents, including the Toronto Charter for Physical Activity, a global call to action, the Bangkok Declaration on Physical Activity for Global Health and Sustainable Development. It can be used in conjunction with the World Health Organization's documents. These are the World Health Organization Global Action Plan on non-communicable diseases 2013 to 2020, the World Health Organization's Global Action Plan on Physical Activity 2018 to 2030, known as the GAPA. Join ISPAR, become a member of the International Society for Physical Activity and Health today, and join us in advocating for a more active world while enjoying a range of exclusive benefits. www.ispar.org ISPAR's mission is to advance and promote 
physical activity as a global health priority through excellence in science, research, education, and a capacity building and advocacy. The International Society of Physical Activity and Health is a world-leading global professional society for researchers and practitioners in physical activity and public health. Your society supports communication of and excellence in research and practice on physical activity and public health, develops capacity in research and practice on physical activity and public health worldwide, leads advocacy actions to advance research and knowledge and dissemination to improve policy and practice and promote physical activity, and partners in global collaborations to advance physical activity and public health research and practice. This audiobook was read by Karen McLaughlin. The suggested citation for this document is International Society for Physical Activity and Health, brackets ISPAH, brackets, is PAR's eight investments that work for physical activity, November 2020, available from www.ispah.org forward slash resources. Contributors to this document were Trevor Shilton, Matthew McLaughlin, Lindsay Reese, Anna Chalkley, Sean Gomesall, Jasper Schipperine, Karen Milton, Maria Hagstroma, Ben Smith, Paul Kelly, Tracy Colby Alexander, Jacqueline Mayer, Charlie Foster, James Nobles, Nick Cavill. Finally, the International Society for Physical Activity and Health is encouraging you to use this document. Firstly, to share the document and the infographic. Secondly, to endorse this document as an individual or as an organisation. And finally, thirdly, to feedback about the usage of this document and how you've used the document in your context.